Welcome to Y2 Killers. I'm Dr. Benny Graves, the super glue chapstick applied to a Canadian Abraham Lincoln's lips. And with me as always is the Aldi brand chop top to my Dickies jumpsuit Drayton Sawyer, the graphic head wound to my Paris Hilton skull, Hemi Swammy. Bricky Sammy. No, I want to be the arm in the dead pit of deers. Oh, the, the fake the, mannequin I arm? I want to be the mannequin hand, yeah. Okay. That's All my right. new name, mannequin hand. It's been a minute, right? It's been... <laughs> been more than a minute oops look the holidays is like a big frosty fist also we both got sick that goes up in your ass and out of your mouth like a cannibal holocaust spear no we got sick well i was very sick for like two weeks and then it was a holiday time we both had a lot of work stuff and uh obligations and you all were busy anyway so it doesn't matter yeah you don't give a fuck about us they don't give a shit shit. other than that guy who writes me a review every month who talks he about how me. wonderful you are. I really like that guy's commitment to how much he hates you. To sparkle motion. And yeah. in this case, sparkle motion is hating me. Mm-hmm. He's getting his nipples so fucking chapped. Anything exciting went on? Uh, we had our New Year's Eve party. We did. With Beard John and yes. all of them. And I got extremely high. I did not. Because, uh, spoilers, our friend Sheila and David woo, woo, uh, were there. And Sheila gave- Plied you with potions. Plied me with potions. And now I don't have any memories. <laughs> You're like a replicant. Yeah. Uh, do I get cool bangs now? Because You I'm get a replicant? cool bangs, but also you got to tell me- Do I me get to bang Harrison Ford? You No. And then Ryan Gosling? Oh! <gasps> God. No, you got to tell life. me why the turtle is upside down and nobody's flipping it back over. I would flip the turdy over. Uh, and then we had my birthday. Oh, Jesus Christ. Why don't you talk about what happened on my birthday? Well, because I'm the only one that remembers what happened on your kind birthday. Kind of. <laughs> uh, it was a typical Dr. Benny Graves birthday, which was, this is the best analysis I can give to people who have never seen Ben really excited and drinking. It's like when a dog, like a little puppy is super fucking pumped to like eat its food and it's like hopping up and down. And it's running all around. It's like, oh my fucking God, it's puppy chow. I'm so fucking excited. And then you put its little bowl of puppy chow down and the puppy eats it in half a second. And it's like, <laughs> it's fucking great and it like runs around in a bunch of circles and then it vomits everywhere that's ben but replace the puppy chow with too much liquor like we with had dr mcgillicuddy's refreshing menthol refreshing uh, menthol whiskey, whiskey. I or think is it's it a, like a malt liquor i think it might be malt liquor a malt 
Uh, no, but it was a lot of booze. And then you had the brilliant idea to give yourself a shot cup. Yeah, which had a bell on it because you got me a really cool vintage Budweiser mug that had a bell on it. And I yeah. guess the idea is you ring the bell. You for get more a beer. Yeah, but you just did it with shots and you had about 13 shots within two hours. Oopsie. And the only thing you ate was uh, dark forest cake, black, well, black forest, black forest cake, cake, which has a red cherry filling. And I know that it was red because that was the color of the vomit all over our bright white duvet and all over my white sweater. Teehee. Those uh, are false memories that you implanted in my mind when you made me a replicant. Sure. Uh, I don't think it was. But yes, it was a su- successful birthday, as always. Ben gets one vomit day a year, and he usually picks his birthday. And it's I, always I don't red. know that I pick it. It picks you. It picks me. So, yeah, but we had a bunch of people come over, uh, and that was really exciting. And then we had Christmas time. We had awesome. You got me awesome presents. Oh, yeah. What did I get you for Christmas? You got me the soundtrack for Firewalk With Me on cassette. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful recording and like a really nice cassette. And then you also got me the Paul Nashy collection. Yeah. Uh, you got me the first part for my birthday and the second part for Christmas. Christmas. And yep. then you got me a really cool book, a Metallion, the History of Slayer magazine, which was a zine that was created by the guy who was around at the forefront of like the rising Norwegian black metal scene, pre-black metal, post-black metal, did a lot of awesome interviews with a lot of bands that are really well regarded now in the early metal scene, uh, stuff like Sodom, Running Wild, Satan, that kind of stuff. Some of it's in Norwegian? Yeah. Yeah. But then later on, he actually switched the zine to in English because oh, okay. it started to get greater distribution. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he was close friends with the guys from Mayhem, so it's sort of interesting. I'm, I'm interested to read how that scene sort of becomes more of a problem. Ah. And yeah, there's some problematic shit in it, but when you have a bunch of 16 to 18 year olds who are edgelords, like writing the air quotes, edgiest music you could ever write, you're going to have some problems. Yeah. When I was shopping for black metal books for you, uh, I specifically sent this one over to Tobias and I was like, Hey, can we make sure this guy is not a Nazi <laughs> or has like Nazi affiliations? Cause I know that's the one thing about black metal that. Thankfully, I think that the scene has definitely moved away from that for the most part. Yeah. Other than like the edgelord assholes who are at like the core of it. But there's a lot of bands like Green Lung and stuff like that that are out there right now with very different messages. Yeah. So, so that's cool. Power to them. More power to them. Not um, white power, though. Just regular. Regular power. Regular power. power. Uh, and then you got me for Chris Me. Uh, all of you, all of uh, Are You Afraid of the Dark on Blu-ray. I haven't watched it just yet, but uh, some guy, I guess, did like a boot of it. Uh, because you really can't get all the episodes. They're on Paramount+. Yeah, come Plus. at me, Nickelodeon. I don't think they care. It's on Paramount+, Plus, but not all the episodes are there, and, and they're, they're not in order, order mm-hmm. which is really odd so that's and it's, not the first time we've encountered something like that where a full series is available but it's not in the order that yeah. you can watch it in i don't know what the reason is for that my suspicion is just laziness when they uploaded it yeah um maybe it was like getting distribution rights for certain episodes and then like you had to go back and just put them in i don't know what else did i get you uh oh you got me romy michelle pins from uh what is it called patty lapel patty lapel so they're they're great it's romy michelle classic pink and blue outfits uh i still have to put them on something so not patty labelle patty lapel check them out very awesome, very niche pins. Yeah. I got a Dwayne's Underworld pin mm-hmm. from uh, Stay Tuned. They have like Clifford playing his recorder. Yeah. They have a bunch of really cool Burbs pins. 
very very niche stuff for weirdos that i'm sure you guys would love yeah so we had a really good christmas it was a very low-key christmas but a good christmas low-key christmas good christmas good christmas and we watched the black christmas remake from the early 2000s which stay tuned maybe we'll do that next 100% year stay yeah tuned. it's such a great movie and we love it and it's a mean movie but very it, mean it kind of reminded me of this movie uh house of wax because it's mean and i forgot that in the 2000s like which we cover and it's kind of reminded me there was this movie house of wax i mean house of wax black christmas and uh, my boy valentine that came a little bit later because remember 3d was around yeah but, but like, there was a very narrow window where they had these mean remakes or the hills have eyes remake which is also really mean and they actually did a good job looking back on these movies i'm like oh damn we did well, good i did bury the lead that is what we're talking about we're talking about house of wax from 2005 i think that people knew if they clicked on this but before i wanted to do one oh. more shameless plug okay you know me you've seen me at vhs fest i love a good I've never, hat i don't i don't i love a hat woman oh you do we have so many hats uh, uh we 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 downsized a little bit but i also love a horror movie hat yeah and for that what better place to go to than a place called horror hats horrorhats.com horror underscore hats on instagram this guy fucking rules he has some really awesome hats i have a really cool mutilator one where the back of it is the mutilator (gasps) font and the front has the dad brandishing his battle axe Mm -hmm. he has a really cool you know your dad's battle axe my dad's battle axe that i he uses for hunting yeah um i have my hail paimon hat which Mm -hmm. has hail paimon written on the back in black metal font and on the back is the severed head of that child charlie um and he has stickers he has t-shirts he's completely adding a bunch of new stuff and a no, new formats you know like new structured hats because there's so many different hats now motherfucker yeah. um but he also has a deal for us if yeah. you buy from horror hats horrorhats.com he'll give you 10 percent off with the code satan 10 that's satan 10 for 10 percent off um and again i i only promote things that i wear and i think his hats are super fucking cool so check it out um i love his he has a halloween three hat Mm -hmm. which has the pumpkin headed kid melting love that love it um yeah horror hats check them out uh patty lapel check it out yep and uh yeah we you know what like thanks to the horror scene and through just sleuthing around Instagram, we found some pretty amazing stuff that isn't some sort of weird off-brand yeah. metal t-shirt or like mm. some guy who's made like the eighth bootleg of the wolf t-shirt yeah, yeah. from a thrift store that he's selling for $60. There's some real ones out there. Yeah, there's some really good uh, vendors out there. So support but local. Let's get to the task at hand. So yes, House of Wax. Boop, boop. Uh, which, by the way, you showed me much later in life. I yes. probably saw it at some point, but it probably slipped into my memory banks. And then you brought it up. And again, I think it's interesting to talk about. <clears throat> there was definitely that period of time where stuff like I, uh, I know what you did last summer was big, Ugh. and we had really neutered horror. Yeah. And in part, you do have to blame Scream for that because while Scream does have a lot of prominent gore, it did show like, well, you can have a lot of really vibrant teens and stuff. Yeah. And so you know studios who are completely bankrupt were like what if we got even more teens in the seats by neutering any of this yeah but there's that small window of time in that 2000s period where you did get some hyper gory stuff and i think this stands Mm -hmm. up there um this year in horror though we have um what some people would say is probably the most complete rob zombie movie the devil's rejects uh less of a horror movie and more of like an evil Thelma and Louise slash... I have uh, to be honest, I didn't watch all of that movie. I got only to the part... Isn't it Brian Posehn in the beginning and he gets murdered in yeah. like a hotel room? Mm-hmm. I think I got to that and I was like, no, well, it's I'm also good. like a hick Butch Cassidy and the Sundance wow, Kid thing going on. a hick on. thing? Wow, Robert. Really just stretching yeah. the boundaries. It broke new ground! Um, we have The Descent, 
Uh, which, Never saw it. Uh, Jesse said it didn't age well. I'm willing to revisit it. Speaking of, uh, there were fireworks at New Year's, and I kept yelling, Sky Flowers! <laughs> because that's a reference to uh, probably rightfully not beloved film, Land of the Dead by George Romero. Yeah. I think if he had just stopped at day, he would be a legend yeah. still today. Or if he had done something weird like Season of the Witch, which was one of his early movies. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but leaving the zombie thing behind. Um, Hard Candy. I love Hard Candy. With Elliot Page. I remember watching that movie. Uh, Amber and I rented it from our local video store, Dayton Video, and we watched it together and we were like, holy fuck, dude. And this is before like anybody was really talking about it. Like, is that one of the first Patrick Wilson roles that he was acknowledged for? I think so. I can't remember anything earlier that he did. I think that's like our first Patrick Wilson role. Because I know he doesn't reach blow up status until he's in like the James Wan produced stuff. The Insidious stuff. Yeah. Like he reaches like fame with Insidious. And the Conjuring. And then the Conjuring and all those like But I know offshoots. he did quite a few films and um, did some indie movies in between. But I think that's the first movie I know him from. And that's yeah. one of the first Elliot Page movies as well. I think that was Elliot Page's first movie. I could be wrong, uh, but I know that was like one of the first in their careers. And I had such a crush on them. Oh my God. I still do. I think they're they're so pretty. They are. Um, um, Hellraiser Hellworld. Cheesy crazy. With Lance Henriksen, the one where it's a video game. We watched that one. Ooh, brother. It has a young Henry Cavill. Yeah. Skinny, not ripped Henry Cavill. Uh -huh. And has the blonde lady from my show, Big Sky, whose name I can never remember. Sure, sure. It is uh, borderline unwatchable. It's very unwatchable. It's one of those many Hellraiser sequels where it was a different story that they slapped Hellraiser into. What? And I Doug is it. looking like he is... Doug! Doug had too many starches before this film. I love a potato skin, Ben. <laughs> you get it? Because potato skin, skins, you know. Right, right, right. I get it. I get it. I get oh, it. Interesting. Ah, behold, the craft services table will never know such decimation. <laughs> Butterball, stay away from those Swedish meatballs. I think that's the biggest tragedy of uh, all the... A tragedy? Yeah. A travesty and a tragedy? Yeah, together is that Butterball's not in all of the Hellraisers. We need more Butterball. I need more bu Justice Butterball. Justice for Butterball. I need more Chatterer as a child. Oh, man. <laughs> Were you were cracking up because we rewatched Hellraiser two recently, and we were talking about how you're like, oh, everybody, you know, has kind of a shocking reveal in two when you find out who they yeah, are. Yeah, because you're like, oh, the chatterer is a little kid. Mm -hmm. uh, the vagina Deep mouth throat. is something else. She's like a beautiful lady. We know who Pinhead is. He's Elliot uh, Spencer. I'm and a then, British uh, colonial army officer. Butterball was just a fat guy. I was just a fat guy. <laughs> like, <laughs> could we you put imagine? Some, we put some sunglasses on him and shaved his head like at least cd guy you're like oh you get to spit cds out of your mouth because you were a dj at least they're like butterball you were just a really fat dude so here's some fucking sunglasses we sewed That's... your eyes up but you still have labored breathing look at your fucking tiny eyes because of all the fat we'll hide them with these <laughs> tiny glasses butterball when you go up ask for a cup for water but then go to the soda fountain and pick sprite it's clear enough they won't know the difference they won't know anything butterball no Sprite Zero, we know we're watching your sugar levels. <laughs> um, all right, so in addition to Hellworld, we have the Fog remake, previous episode. Hoochie oh, boochie, oh not God. great. And then the Amityville remake, also boring as shit. Uh, yeah, that's a boring-ass movie. Look, I'll be honest with you. I understand that people like the first Amityville horror, and there's reasons to James like it. James Brolin. And uh, Margot Kidder. But uh, I'm mostly here for two. Incest monster. Incest monster. And the guy who plays um, the guy like Rocky's trainer, right? Yeah. Isn't he the dad. 
Well, it's not Rocky's trainer. I remember him. Oh my God, I'm blanking out. He was in a bunch of shit. Doesn't is it, matter. Is he in Back to School? He might be in Back to is School. Is that him? Yeah, I think he's the limo driver. He, that guy, like his like fuck, chauffeur, like assistant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. also is like heavy. He like beats the fuck yeah, out of dudes. But he's in like a bunch of mobstery type stuff. Um, I'm pretty sure he is in Mickey Blue Eyes. Okay. So, so I don't have yeah. a ton of trivia on this, which is interesting. But Let's see what you know, because I know like one or two things, but... Right. So yeah. it's directed by Jean Collet Serra, who did The Orphan. Is The Orphan street legal? I've never seen The Orphan. Um, then he did a bunch of Liam Neeson movies. Which ones? Just like Redbox shit. Oh, like uh-huh. the million Liam Neeson movies he made in the wake of Taken, where mm-hmm. they're all just Taken, but with different settings. And then he did a bunch of The Rock movies, including that Jungle Cruise Disney oh, that movie like that no one watched. No one watched that movie. Um, that even when I mention it, I'm sure people will be like, Jungle, what the fuck? Wasn't that like around the beginning of the pandemic? It came out, I think, on like VOD. Maybe, or Disney Plus, or whatever. Yeah, something like that. Um, Nobody cares. And this movie is a loose remake of the Price, the Vincent Price 53 film, Mm -hmm. uh, which had Charles Bronson in one of his early roles as an Igor-type character. I'm going to punch this ghost in the face. Um, And then my last bit is we did watch an alternate intro, Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm, which mm -hmm. was rightfully removed, where basically a girl is... Uh, stranded on the side of the road yes. and an unseen killer yes. uh, who's probably Bo yes. uh, drives up and grabs her and throws her through the windshield. I realized later, so there's a later part in this movie when they're in the movie theater and there's Miss Ambrose and she's like, and they kind of focus in on that one wax figure and you're like, who the fuck gives a shit about Miss Ambrose? That's that girl from the beginning oh, okay. scene. That's why that scene makes a little bit more sense. Gotcha. So that's the only thing that part of that... But in general, it's a it, completely it useless scene and I don't think it adds anything. And no. the... I guess th- this is like er- the dailies that they were shooting from, but uh, I can't imagine that even Matt like finished up and yeah, polished up that is. CGI will look good. No. So the only other trivia I have is at the end when Chad Michael Murray and Elisha Cuthbert are running up the stairs and their feet are getting stuck in the stairs that are supposed to be made of wax. It was actually they used peanut butter. Uh, oh, mama. Put some bananas on that. Because I guess it was probably solid enough at like whatever temperature that they could step on it, but also Mm. it, you know, melted down without hurting them. Uh, And I also know that this movie was shot in Australia. It was not shot in America. So there are some like foreign plants that you can see that they're like, that's not native to America. Oh, is that an IMDb fact? Yeah. Oh man, somebody with like hardcore nerd autism. Yeah, like some nerd autistic kid like wrote that. So I mean... That's kind of cool to know because one thing we do love about this movie is there's so many really good practical effects and e- like towards the end the CGI is a little wonky but I really like the parts where they're sinking into the wax at the very cool. end Be- and to know that they use like real substances it, it holds up, it, it, it holds up I'd so. say about 80% of this movie holds up yeah so I first saw this movie in theaters and I really liked it I was like yo this movie fucks like this is great uh, and then I watched it over time like just on demand and stuff like that. And then I showed it to you about maybe what, like two, three years ago, I guess. Yep. And I was looking everywhere for this, like, cause it wasn't on DVD and it wasn't DVD. on VHS. It was really hard to find. And then we found a copy of it on DVD somewhere in like weird Pennsylvania. One of those weird side we were at, like a record store. Yeah. We found it on DVD. And then I got you a very nice Blu-ray. Yeah. That shout factory did. Yes. Yeah. So very cool. shout out to shout factory. <laughs> 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 um, 
Yeah. What about the soundtrack, honey? Oh, should I do cast or you want soundtrack? Oh, shit. I totally fucked up. Um, you want the cast? Let's do cast. Okay, because I have that pulled up on my phone. So our main, our final girl as Carly Jones is Alicia Cuthbert. So oh, my God. Want to touch the, the hiney. hiney. You all probably know her from The Girl Next Door with, uh, what's that other dude's name? Oh, um, that guy who's a fucking Emil asshole. Hirsch. Yeah. Ooch. So I saw her in that. She's in 24. I never watched 24, so sorry, guys. That was like a big TV thing. She got that big TV money. Apparently, she was in Love Actually. I think she's one of the slutty American girls. Yes, she's one of if- the many American women that a buck-toothed Brit seduced. You know what? You fucking come for our women. We'll destroy every bag of tea in that fucking pond. And she's in a bunch of other crap, but I know her from the Weezer music video, Perfect Situation. Right. And I've showed she's you that. She's a hottie in that as she's well. She's so hot in that. And she had the coolest haircut and my mom used to cut hair. So like when that music video came out, I showed her it and I was like, that's the haircut I want. And I was like Aww. obsessed with it. Yeah, she's so pretty. She's a it. babe. I think she married a uh, Canadian hockey player. Oh, a hockey player. That makes sense. Uh, as her- yeah, so. Yeah, so uh, as her brother Nick is Chad Michael Murray, which we know from One Tree Hammies. Yo, he they're trying to. I know that he was like a hunk at the time. I guess. He I, well, like, he was. He yeah, had but. a grip around the throats of young women like Jonathan Taylor Thomas did when they were younger. Yeah, and. He is such a derp in this. Yeah. Like, he's supposed to be hard as fuck. And I'm like, I could snap you in half, motherfucker. He's also in Freaky Friday, the remake with Lindsay Lohan and the Kurtz okay. uh, as, like, the boyfriend love interest. Sure, and sure. he's fine or whatever. But I know him more so from a Cinderella story with Hilary Duff. Um, which the end of that movie makes Kitty cry every single time, which is your friend Kitty, my friend Kitty, not not a cat, not an not a cat. cat that uh, is, uh, maybe it would make a cat cry. I don't know. Uh, so Chad Michael Murray, who kind of oh, he was also fun fact because I'm going to bring this up. So he was in Gilmore Girls, like the first two or three seasons, I can't remember, as Tristan, who was in love with Rory. Shut up. And also in this movie is Jared Padalecki, who played Dean in Gilmore Girls, who was Rory's boy- boyfriend at the time. Is his name Dean on Supernatural as well? No, or his is name he is Hank? Sam. He's Sam. Oh, right. I'm but thinking of the Venture Brothers. His okay. brother is Dean, played by... Um, the Venture Brothers! The guy from The Boys. Yes. Whatever his name is, the handsome guy. The guy who plays Soldier Boy. Yeah, Soldier Boy. On uh, The Boys. Can't remember his name. It's like blanking. Well, you guys know. Doesn't matter. Brian Van Holt is Bo. Spoilers, he's the killer. He was in SWAT. Who can know? Black Hawk Down. SWAT was a very bad, like, action movie from that period of time. I know, because I saw it in theaters. Uh, he was in a bunch of stuff. He was in some show called Deputy. I don't know. Like, Life in Pieces. Do you guys know what any of these are? He Den looks of like Thieves, a man created Training during Day, that period of time. TV series, Grandfathered. I don't know. He was in one episode of Community, so. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. So, he didn't really have much of a career. We also have Paris Hilton. I don't know who she is. Uh, Paris Hilton. Uh, we all know her from The Surreal Life and just being per- Paris Hilton and all that stuff. She's an asshole, by the way. That's what you told She's me. Like I used to follow her on Instagram. Asshole, mm-hmm. And like people have kind of buried that because in our modern society, we have decided that we are now the the uh, the judges of what is and is not problematic. So people get away with certain well, shit. Well, I remember seeing this movie and like fucking hating Paris Hilton because she just represented everything I well, hated about the 2000s. she does hers in this. She does. Um, but she represents everything I hate about the early 2000s, which is like ultra thin blonde whiteness. And hyper anorexic. Hyper Arrogant, mm-hmm. materialistic, nightmarish yeah. behavior. Uh, as Dalton, who's their friend, is John Abrams, which you know him from Scary Movie as Bobby. I know him as the guy who shoots Gal 
gallons of jizz at Anna Ferris. Yeah, yeah. that's him. Uh, he was also in Meet the Parents. Uh, not much else, really. Um, but he's good in this movie. I really like him as Blake, the black guy, because you always have to have one black guy. He is really given like the, the short end of the, the stick on this. Is Robert Ricard. Um, but I remember him. He was in My Cousin Skeeter. I didn't look this up, but... Or was he in My Brother's Keeper? Well, that's a different movie. But he was definitely in My Cousin Skeeter. Is it Skeeter. My Cousin Skeeter? Or is it My Brother's Keeper? Uh, Keep going. I got nothing after that. But I'm pretty sure he was in My Cousin Skeeter, unless I'm confusing him with somebody else. And I think I might be a racist now. He was in Boston Public. Oh, shit. You're going to jail. Oh, I think I'm a racist. Oh, oh damn. damn. <gasps> oh, yeah. I'm a racist. Were Sorry, guys. Were you confusing guys. him for, for Rudy from Cosby Show? Yeah, that that's really what I was. But he was in... He was in Hang with Mr. Cooper. I don't know. But I confused him with somebody else. But he's cute. I like him. I could have sworn he was in My Cousin Skater, but whatever. Uh, there's really nobody else in this movie. Yeah, no, there's just well, uh, nothing. Okay, so since I, I completely oh, fucked and I up do, our order, you gotta I do soundtrack. Soundtrack. Holy moly, this soundtrack is it's of good. its time. So the way that they listed on uh, warnerbros.fandom.com uh, it's not in, in the order that it plays in the movie because the first song they list is Spitfire by The Prodigy featuring Juliette Lewis. Wow. Yeah, I know. Helena by Mike Hem. That's the outro That's song. That's the outro song. Minerva by Deftones. Gun in Hand by Stutterfly. Prayer by Disturbed. Oh yeah, brother. Fucking kill me. Path to Prevail by Blood Symbol. Oh, wow. Dried up, tied up, and dead to the world by Marilyn Manson. That's what they play in the mechanic shop. That makes sense. Dirt by the Stooges. Oh, that's a much better song yeah. than deserves to be on the soundtrack. Not that social by the Von Bondies. The Von Blondies, right? The Von Bondies. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Cut Me Up by Harmar Superstar. Of course. New Dawn Fades by Joy Division. Weird. And Taking Me Alive by Dark New Day. So there is some actual good stuff, like two or three good But it good is songs. very much... Butt Rocky. Like, it's, it's, it's the butt encapsulating rock. of that period. Um, all right. Well, let's start this shit. So, start the shit. 1974. That's right. the year Derek Jeter was born. Great. And a woman is making wax faces from a mold. Cool. Right? And she has, we discover essentially through the, the magic of cinematic language. I will give this movie that. They don't like spoon feed, spoon feed this you. It's sure. not like. It's a little corny. I but wouldn't say it's a, you know, exactly like an artois. 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 Stella Artois. Yeah, Stella Artois. Uh, artiste kind of thing, but uh, it's pretty good. Well, so. We find out that this woman who makes these wax uh, masks has one bad kid Whoa. and one good kid Whoa. because they both have like high chairs mm -hmm. and the good kid is sitting in his high chair having his brekkie. His brekkies. And then the bad kid, it has to be violently strapped into his chair and duct tape into it and, and he like, is strapped, losing yeah. his shit. Uh, and pretty much because of the the... The fit that the bad kid is is having, he drops the wax mask, or the wax mask is dropped and it shatters. Yeah. Spooky, spooky, right? Spooky, spooky. Uh, we get the really cool, shitty title mm -hmm, mm -hmm. with like the, it's not shitty, I'm sorry. We get the, uh, a pretty cool title that is like House of Wax and it's dripping. Yeah, dripping. And we get shitty rock playing over yes. that. You, There's lots of shitty rock. Yeah, you tear down my shitty wall. Yes. Um, and then we cut to Paris Hilton eating French fries, which is fiction right from the jump. Fiction. Carbs do not enter the Paris Hilton hole. No. And they do not exit the Paris no. Hilton hole. Um, Alicia Cuthbert is looking for a place to live 
in the city. In New York City. In New York City. And enter Jared Padalecki. Boo! Uh, played by Wade, her boyfriend who has a haircut that looks like he's like a Gundam pilot, which was very popular at the time. Yeah. Could you imagine naming your kid Wade? Wade? What are you going to wade around all they day? I don't love you like <laughs> I love you. And he is mad, right? Yeah. He's irritated because... Alicia Cuthbert. Cuthbert. Um, she wants to go to the city and he may not agree with that. And yeah. he's mad because her brother, Chad Michael Murray, uh, Nick, and his idiot friend, and I wrote here, guy who fires a gallon of jizz from Scary Movie. His name is Dalton in this movie. Yeah, yeah. He's, a, he's fine. Fine. He's fine. Um, he's mad because they're assholes. Yeah. And Dalton records everything on camera and he's pretty Oof. much Chad Michael Murray's lackey. Yeah. Right. Uh, and the whole group including Paris Hilton and Paris Hilton's uh, token black boyfriend Blake. who has like pretty much five lines in the entire yeah, movie. Yeah, Blake doesn't really get to do too much in this movie. Uh, they're all going to a big football game. Sports ball. Well, they're supposed to be living in Florida. Uh, we, Go I, Gators! I only get that because they show the license plate a few times, um, but they're supposed to be driving to Louisiana, I guess, for footballs. Uh, so the Buccaneers and the Saints, I guess, would be? I don't know. Of course. I don't know if it's supposed to be like NFL or if it's supposed to be like college football. They don't really, it's kind of just a dumb plot that they use. And for some reference points on what that sports game was like, we've brought in our pal Michael Vick. Um, no, thank you. Oh, wait, what? Um, so we, yes, we get disturbed playing. Because there's like a whole bunch of exposition here that can be pretty much condensed into uh, Jared Padalecki doesn't like Nick. Yep. Alicia Cuthbert and Nick are twins. Yep. And Alicia Cuthbert has spent time being the good twin. Yep. While Jared Padalecki is the bad twin. No. Sorry. Chad Michael Murray. Chad Michael Murray is the bad twin. And but Alicia Cuthbert has a soft spot for her twin brother. Yeah. Okay. Uh so they, anyway, they hit traffic while disturbed plays, and they're like, let's take a shortcut. Yuck. Um This in-car GPS system. Ooh, baby. Do you remember in-car GPS? MapQuest. Yeah, the, I remember on I the had separate GPS. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I had like one of those separate like Garmin ones or whatever. Of course. And I remember you would like type in stuff. You'd be like, oh, I want to find, I don't know, a pizzeria. And they'd be like, oh, it's this way. And you'd drive and it'd just be like an empty parking lot. Man, and you're like, I don't know whether or not Garmin produced anything else, but I know that they were b- best known at that period of time for GPS. And I imagine everyone in like the Garmin building just shooting themselves in the head once iPhones came out. Well, that's the thing. But they also sucked. You would just be like, this is not a road. I'm in a field. That happened to me several times. I mean, times. it was the best they could do at the time. Yeah, I know. But still. Uh, Anyway, we get while they're in traffic, we get it. Oh my god, Paris Hilton is blowing a dude fake out. This movie, I don't know when that sex tape came out. It's definitely before this, yeah. Yeah, but there's tons of like dancing around Paris Hilton's a slut. Well, that was kind of the whole thing for those that don't know that didn't grow up in this time is Paris Hilton made a sex tape. It was called One Night in Paris, which that's a funny title. I don't think that it was originally called that, but I think when like Vivid picked it up and distributed oh, it. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't know the full porn history of well, Paris Well, it's not Hilton. nice, but that's what they would do. Uh, So that's kind of how she got famous is she made a sex tape. So, you know, and she just set was, the table for our pal Kim Kardashian. Yeah, she, Kim Kardashian actually used to be her assistant. I know. Yeah, and was really ugly. Um, but there is some sort of like fucked up element to this where basically it's like, you know who Paris Hilton is. She loves blowing dudes. Yeah, and they kind of just like, she's supposed to be the hot sexy one and the slutty one. The ugly one. Uh, but yeah, they, they take a shortcut. That shortcut leads them to like a kind of campground, a clearing. Yeah, it's just kind of like, you know, a backwoodsy area. And they're like, well, we can't go any further for tonight or we can drive through the night or we can just camp, camp out. out. And they opt to camp out. That's the most unbelievable part of this movie is that Paris Hilton would be camping. 
Yeah, that's not going to happen. That's never happening. Uh, no. So they all set up camp, and we get like a lot of grab-assing. They're drinking. They're partying. It's fun, yeah. Dalton films everything on his camcorder. Yeah. Um, Chad Michael Murray's a hard-ass. He's just sitting there drinking beer. He's, he doesn't even give a fuck. Whoa. He's burning off the label from his beer bottle Whoa. with a lighter. He throws the football real hard. He's yeah, mean. Yeah, it's, it's very cheesy. You're not fucking impressing anybody. Also, in what world is Alicia Cuthbert friends with Paris Hilton like that this? That don't impress me much. It's just, I don't know. But anyways, continue. Uh, so I have like notes that just said Alicia Cuthbert is so cute. She is so cute. Um, and she tries to pretty much, uh, you know, she tries to cover for her brother a lot. Yeah. And she is, we get some exposition that explains that she covered for Chad Michael Murray when he stole a car. Yeah. He's mad at her because she didn't come up with a good enough excuse, essentially. Yeah. And she's like, I fucking covered for you, asshole. You shouldn't have tried to steal that car. Yeah. Um, he sucks. Yeah. But we find out later in a throwaway line that Dalton was actually the one that stole the car. We do, we do find and out. And Chad Michael Murray's like, hey, I don't mind taking the rap for you because I've already got a rap sheet. You're clean, so why ruin your life? This movie is very good and moves at a clip. It does, it does still suffer from the issue of these films where they have to jump between a lot of different things. And there is yeah. a complete throwaway scene where him and Dalton are driving back and forth because that's what will happen later on. And it's like a complete scene that could have happened earlier yeah. at, in this scene. Yeah. You could have had a quick throwaway line where Dalton's like, you know, I fucking never thank you enough for, you know, covering for me for that. Yeah. But it has to but be But it kind of scene. portrays, you know, that Dalton comes off as kind of a doofus, but he did something bad. But Chad yeah. Michael Murray's supposed to be a bad guy, but he covered for his friend. Right, right. And, you know, Alicia Cuthbert was trying to cover for her brother because she didn't know it was actually Dalton. And so it does actually give a little bit more life to these characters. It's stuff that kids would do. It's sure. like when kids are assholes and young and, you know, it's just... it's Well, it also enhances this idea of Chad Michael Murray in this film, which, like, I think is really amusing of him. He's like a badass, but he's a heart of gold. But isn't that every Chad Michael Murray he's character? He's a fucking heart of gold, bro. Because, like, Hammond's Lucas in One Tree Hill. He's, he's got a fucking heart of gold. He's supposed to be, like, you know, a bad boy. But he's like Hadiga. the sweet one. Hadiga. Hadiga. Okay, Contin can continue. Uh, they're hanging out at this at this clearing, and basically, there's a big breeze that comes over, and there's a stinky, a stinky stench, poo -poo smell. like when I take a bad poo poo. Yeah, uh, and they're like something's dead because there's a, a woods. A, yeah. like a, a a stand of trees and beyond it is some woodland and they're like oh it's coming from there but they don't think too much about it then a leather face truck from texas chainsaw oh, three pulls up and chad michael murray's like you better not fuck with me he throws a beer which breaks one of the headlights yes and that truck leaves yeah and he's like i showed them i'm chad michael murray i'm a hundred pounds soaking wet well yeah because the truck just shows up out of nowhere you know it's the middle of like i guess louisiana supposedly and just this weird hobo truck just shows up and you're like okay and he does that thing where he turns on his brights and he just blinds them but it won't say anything so you can't see into the car who but, is it but he can see you who is it mysterious so, yeah. creepy guy dun, dun, but they leave they leave um and then at night we see someone with dalton's camera yeah filming everybody very old school slasher type scene i actually really liked sleep. this scene i thought it was really cool uh yeah it was fine and then the next day everyone wakes up and <sighs> Paris Hilton and Alicia Cuthbert explore the source of the stink. Yeah, because they're off like peeing in the woods and the smell, like the breeze comes and the smell hits them again. And Alicia Cuthbert's like, I want to freaking know why, like, what is this horrific smell? And for anybody who's never smelled rotting deer, oh my God, it is awful. It just yeah, like not sticks into your face. Um, And what happens is there is a downslope in the woods yeah. and... 
Alicia falls down. Well, she's like walking, do 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 do, and then there's just a slope, but she can't see because the tree the, line. Are, you did her do do do. What does her scream sound like? <laughs> that's what her scream sounds. Yeah, like. Yeah, that's what her scream sounds like. Uh, and her arm fucking, falls oh. into a pile of roadkill. Yeah, but she's like trying to get herself out, so she falls head first. So her like arms all the way up to her elbows are just in deer yeah. guts. And this is a pretty cool scene, gore wise. Like it's got like all these like it's gross great. ass like deer corpses yeah, it's and a bunch of decomposing goo. roadkill Ugh. and her arms go all the way in and by the way you're not getting that smell out she smells That's like never like coming a out of your sewage body. pipe for the rest of, of her the life time. Yeah. yeah um but a, a pickup shows up yeah. yeah she screams she freaks out there's an arm in there and then a different pickup shows up but all the her friends come and try to help her and pull her out of right. the dirt but she did see that severed arm in there um, that turns out it was a mannequin arm. <gasps> a and mannequin this is revealed arm. by the driver of this different pickup, who is... Are you ready for this? Yeah. This is the guy who plays Charles Manson in both Mindhunter and Once Upon a Time I in Hollywood. I did know this, because I'm a psychopath. <laughs> and he is doing... He's the hitchhiker. I think he is actually Australian, which would make sense that this was filmed in Australia, because that guy is Australian. Right. Yeah. He's our hitchhiker slash shop top character. Yeah. All right, because this is very much TCM stuff. Well, yeah, that's what we were talking about. It's definitely a TCM throwback kind of thing happening. Um... And oh, I forgot to mention the important part is pretty much that um, someone fucked with Padalecki's car. Oh, yeah, that's part of it, too, is Jason. So there's two cars. There's the giant blue, blue Cadillac Escalade that Blake drives, which has like the cool GPS and everything. And then Jared Padalecki drives like an old school muscle car. But the fan belt uh, broke on his car and he's like, or someone severed it. Well, that's so he's like, what yeah. the fuck? Like, I just, I just put got this, a new one. Yeah, it's got a new one. So now they only have one car, not two. Right. So uh, pretty much hitchhiker slash chop top is like, well, I can take you to a town that's goddamn dare mechanic. And they're like, okay. Yeah. Uh, but it's just over this bit. So Padalecki and Cuthbert get into his uh, truck, which has all sorts of creepy bones and shit in it. Yeah. Um, and again, very heavy TCM vibes. Uh, he drives them. He's looking at Cuthbert's boobies yeah. in her tummy. Oh, wow. And, they get creeped out and they're like, we're going to walk the rest of the way. He's like, that's not very nice. I'm evil. Yeah. Um, and well, also there's like no locks on the, like right, there's right. like no handles and they're locked in the car and it's like covered in goo. Maybe he's and just blood. a simple guy. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, and they drive a certain ways and then pretty much there is a, like a stream. Yeah. Uh, but because the water level has reduced, there's a bunch of rocks there and they're pretty much like, we're going to ro- walk the rest of the day of the rest of the way. Yeah. And they start walking and we got some, like the music here really reminded me of like Silent Hill. Which yeah. Which makes sense because then they arrive at this very eerie Ambrose. town. Ambrose. Ambrose. Uh, meanwhile, Chad Michael Murray, uh, Dalton, aka Gallon of Jizz and Paris Hilton. And Blake. Uh, and their token black friend are in traffic to the game. Yeah. And they're pretty much like, this traffic isn't worth it. We're going to leave. Well, I think what it was is like they supposedly woke up late that morning and then Alicia Cuthbert, you know, falls in deer guts and there's all that stuff. So and then Jerry Padalecki's car won't start. So they're like, oh, we'll just go to the football game because we still have to get tickets. That's like annoying, too. They don't even have tickets to the stupid football game. I mean, game. it sounds like young people shit. Yeah. You know? But they're like, we'll find a scalper. And they're like, by the time we get there, it'll already be like halftime. So it's not worth it. We might right. as well just fucking turn back and go get our friends. Again, this is an exposition scene to basically be like, we're coming back. Yeah, it, it doesn't really matter. Um. <laughs> And then we cut to uh, Cuthbert and Padalecki, and they are walking through the town of Ambrose, which is very cool. 
It's deserted. We it's pass awesome looking. a bunch of buildings. We pass a pet store where we see some little puppies moving around, which we find out that's not true. Hey, don't spoil it, dude. Um, we pass the House of Wax. Cool. Right? And it's made of wax. Cool. As we discover. And then they go to a church because they hear a uh, commotion in there. Well, so they go to the town because the truck driver, the creepy told chop them that top, they could get a fan belt told them that there's a garage in town. And there is a garage. A and there is a garage, but there's nobody in the garage or anybody in this town. Like, it's deserted. So they're like, oh, well, there's a church and we hear church music. There must be somebody in the church. Here was the church and here was the steeple. And then they open the door and a funeral is in progress. Oh, no. And everyone looks very uh, sullen. put upon and sullen that they have entered. So they step out and then they meet. The guy in the suit who is grieving the body in the mm -hmm. coffin, who is the mechanic Bo. Bo. Uh, who is, he's like a little hot when he comes in. A little hot. But then he apologizes because yeah, he sees Alicia yeah. Cuthbert and how hot how, she is. How hot she is, yeah. Um, and he's like, why don't you wait for me at them dare didn't do house of wax, bing bong, ding dong, bing bong. Um, so they go to the house of wax and Jared Padalecki, who can't fucking keep his hands off oh of my shit, God, is like, why so don't annoying. we go inside the house of wax? Um, we cut... To unseen, you know, like Leatherface, so I call him Waxy Face. Mm, and he's mm. sculpting a woman, and he seems twisted. Sculpting a boober. Sculpting them boobies. He made a nice boober. That's a good boob. That's like a nice, solid B cup. Mm -hmm. It's a good-looking boober. Uh, inside the House of Wax, we find out that there are sculptures of random people, and we see, exposition time, we see some articles telling of, of the woman who we assume is the woman we saw at the very beginning yep. of the movie named Trudy. Trudy. And she is a master of sculpting from wax. Yep. And she gains quite a bit of acclaim. Um, but we also see that some sculptures, like creepy sculptures that creepy. are on a mantle, which are kind of throwback to like... Um, old school curio shop stuff yeah. you know like where they the, would just take lizard legs and stick them on like a bird and be like look a lizard bird and like you'd the be like, mermaid kind yeah, of stuff the mermaid man like kind tibetan of thing. mermaids or yeah. something like that and they are attributed written uh underneath them is the is the name of the sculptor vincent vincent right we also see the high chairs that we saw at the beginning of the movie and one of them is has vincent's name on it yeah right uh and then we see Danny Filth. He appears <gasps> in the in the window. Yep. And that is Vincent. That's Vincent. By the way, yeah. uh, looking a lot like Danny Filth. Yes. And uh, Jared Padalecki goes to check it out, mm -hmm. and we get kind of like a, a cute little bit where Cuthbert is following him through the house While he's because outside. there are windows yeah. in every room, and we see him walking, and we see her walking, and is something going to happen to him? But he doesn't see nothing. He does actually find a um a cellar door yeah uh but he cannot open it nope uh meanwhile chad michael murray and gallons of jizz dalton are sent to get uh jared padalecki and alicia cuthbert. alicia cuthbert while paris hilton gets dicked down by her boyfriend, boyfriend blake yep mm -hmm. uh cut back to the, the town of ambrose at the mechanics cuthbert reveals that chad michael murray is like the shitty edgelord twin. Yeah. We get a little bit of exposition about how she always covered for him yeah. and how he can do better. Um, and Bo talking about his family reveals that he does not make the connection that he's related to them, but yeah. he says that Trudy was, you know, pretty much a uh, savant with sculpting things out of wax. And her husband was a disgraced surgeon, Mangala stuff. Mm -hmm. 
and after finding uh trudy like her calling trudy went insane because she had a brain tumor yeah and her and husband tried to operate on it i guess and he couldn't so he then couldn't he, and he blew his brains out yeah so basically yeah trudy was like the draw of this town because she did the house of wax and she did all these crazy things but then she went cuckoo bananas and died and then her husband fucking yoinked himself out and they're like oh well they had two kids but the two kids ended up in foster care right and when you're two people like that, you definitely should have children. Yes. Uh, so Bo takes them to the mechanic shop, or they're there, and they're he pretty there. much says, like, I don't have the right size fan belt. Um, I'm going to take you to my place. I should have it there, uh, which they're okay with, which is a bad idea. Yeah, never go to a second location with a hippie. That's correct. Uh, in route, this is the exposition scene, because so in route to pick up uh, Alicia Cuthbert and Padalecki, we find out that Dalton was the one that stole the car, oh and that Chad Michael Murray... Uh, vouched for him or took the took so now the we're like oh Chad Michael Murray you're not oh a bad guy God. you're actually a really good guy I love guy. that you're wearing a wife beater over your emaciated body Ooh. Uh, can I point out all the jeans in this movie that all the men are wearing Ooh. oh my god they're like one the, step away from true religion they're shit. like baggy but sort of flared and it's horrible. just the what a most horrible horrific looking jeans. shit I've ever seen. Mm-mm. And Jared Pad like he's wearing like that striped like kind of shirt. It's just oh my Tight god. Tight jeans forever. You hear that, Zoomers? Yeah. Don't dress like members of Scooby Doo like Jared Padalecki. Oh my god, he looks so silly. He's got like a, he's got his floppy hair, his signature oh floppy hair. He looks like a Johnny <sighs> Quest Scooby Doo Hanna Barbera Derpo. He does, which honestly. is how dudes dress like that. But like. Paris Hilton this whole time too was wearing like juicy jumpsuits Which, and stuff like that. Oh Jesus Christ! Do you know how obsessed we were with like a juicy couture velour jumpsuit? Like it was everything for a few years there. Everybody dressed like Eastern European trophy wives. Yeah, that's exactly right. Uh, so Padalecki again, we've established that he's a fucking snooper. Well, he snoops around everything and he keeps fucking with everything. And he they they arrive at the house at Bo's, at Bo's house. house. And he's like, I gotta pee. It's kind of a pretty cool house. It's they have a like really a pool cool table house, yeah. and the foyer is really cool looking. But Padalecki snoops around and he finds a room that is clearly... Dr. Mangala's laboratory. Yes, that is clearly uh, the the husband of Trudy. Yeah. Uh, because it's a it's a surgical laboratory. There's a table where we assume Trudy was strapped down. And now Padalecki is like, oh, well, he told, Bo told me this story about Trudy and her husband. And then he sees like on the wall, like the diploma that says like the family's name there on it. There are creepy it. specimens yeah. and stuff. So I think he's starting to put together like, oh, I think this dude is actually living in the house of Trudy's like... This husband. is the gotcha moment, because at the same time that that's happening, Cuthbert looks over and she sees that the truck that he drove them in is the truck they that um, they threw the bottle Chad at. Michael Murray threw the bottle at. Because the headlight's out, yeah. And so he was watching them in the woods. In the woods. Um, suddenly, Padalecki gets locked pretty much in the dark doctor's Ooh, office room. Yeah. And then a, a hand <laughs> no, reaches up. No, no. Oh. Out of like a trap door, right? So I think it's like um like a basement, like a basement. Well, we find door. out about the tunnels. Yeah. Oh, so maybe it is a trap door then. And oh, he God. gets his Achilles chop. <sighs> and um, this seat is so gross. I was screaming the whole time. I've seen this movie a million times, but he takes a pair of giant like shears, fucking a la like Exorcist three style, choppy. and just choppies Jerpa Lucky's Achilles tendon, and I'm just like, and he just eats shit. And then he gets stabbed in the chest, and he gets knocked out. Yep. Right. Meanwhile, Alicia Cuthbert locks herself in Bo's truck. Because she's like, what the fuck, dude? Like, we've been out here forever. Where's my goddamn boyfriend? He's like, oh, he didn't come out of the house. That's odd. Hmm. Yeah. Well, so she tries to escape, but to no avail. Nope. Um, 
We cut to Padalecki, and this is where we get our Kirk TCM treatment, yes. right? Oh, Jesus. Because he gets paralyzed with an injection, yeah, uh, which still keeps him alive. Mm-hmm. Succinylcholine, Exorcist Three. Um, oh, I don't know if that's what it is, but well, sure, and why not? he gets sutured up by Danny Filth. Oh, um, and then Ugh. we see Dr. him. Ben, was this sterile? Probably not. Mm, and interesting. Then if he, he had just burned it with a flame, would it have been sterile? Un flamme. Un flamme. Uh, un blowies. It depends on un blowies. It depends on what the tool was used to cut the the shoulder with. And interesting, Doctor. Uh, how clean that was. Uh, interesting. Anyway, so do you think it was a preloaded scalpel? Can we fucking move on, woman? <laughs> um, he gets strapped into this chair that's really cool. It's pretty much like a saw type, a proto saw device yeah. slash something out of seven. Um, and it covers his face with wax. Actually, no. First, he's strapped on a table. He gets his face covered in wax and all of his facial hair is removed. Yep. Me And Danny Filth fixes all his wounds. Mm-hmm. Then he gets put in the saw like device, mm-hmm. which it has like a sort of like uh, old time. System. Well, it's like an old time medieval sort of headgear on it with a bunch of uh, of stabby it looks like stabby things but they are just sprayers yeah and he gets strapped down and he's naked and his entire body gets sprayed down with wax it's Hot. very cool like it's really cool if you think about it too it's like oh you're paralyzed you can feel everything but you can't move or scream and you're being covered in molten hot wax like that's just like brutal that whole set piece brutal the whole it's really cool very cool um because they're like in the basement kind of lab area and it's like it's very dungeony looking right so Cuthbert tried to escape via car she can't do it so she runs into the town and bo activates the whole town because they have generators in these underground tunnels that they have we will discover later on and it lights up the whole town and pretty much animates it it's like a little crispy town crispy town uh and then turns out everybody in the town is wax except for this one lady who they think might be real because she lifts up her curtain to look outside and then closes the curtain they're like maybe she real spoiler alert she's not she's made of wax as well and they're all mechanized yep even the puppies Yes, but the town has also been mechanized for so long that like the goods in the store are rotting. Yeah. Very cool touches there. Yeah, there's some really good scenery in this. Very like uh, tourist trap. Mm, very, yeah, very tourist trap. Hills have eyes, nuclear town kind of stuff. Cool vibe. Um, ultimately, Alicia Cuthbert hides in the church under the uh, priest's robes. Yep. Uh, that's not the first uh, young person who hid under them robes. You know what I'm saying? No. Rape. Could you explain it? Covered up by the Catholic Church. Uh, but she's caught by Bo. Yeah. And uh, this is like, as she's dragged away, she yells and you see a woman lift a curtain. Yeah. She's like, is that a real person? Bo straps her to a chair. In the, at the bottom mechanics of the shop, mechanic off. Yep, yeah. in the basement. And he duct tapes her arms. Oh, how does he know how to oh. do that? There was a scene at the beginning of the movie where a child was duct taped like And I think she like sees this. his wrists too are kind of like scarred up and stuff. So Right. Uh, and he's got a real like serial killer 90s serial killer set up down here yeah. with pictures of women and stuff well that's the thing they don't really touch upon this but if you look in the background of his lair beneath the auto shop there's polaroids on the wall a la um buffalo bill style buffalo where, bill ah uh, billy boy uh, billy boy uh where you can clearly see they've been doing this for years or at least he's been doing this for a while and he's obviously like kidnapping and torturing and not probably doing very nice things to these mostly probably and at this point you might have figured it out but he's the evil brother what but that means that 
you know, by by virtue of process of elimination, Danny Filth is the good brother. What happened to him? What question happened? mark exclamation point. Um, yeah. So Chad Michael Murray and Dalton arrive at the mechanic shop, and it seems deserted because in the cellar of the uh, the shop is where uh, Dalton, not Dalton, uh, where Bo has Alicia Cuthbert. But prisoner. what does he do to her? We'll get to that. Um, they're looking around. And they can't really hear her because she's down in that basement that's pretty well insulated. Chad Michael Murray is like, I'm going to get some snacks. And he goes to the grocery store, but it's closed. It's like a convenience store. Everything is rotted in there as we get to see. Yep. And then because Alicia Cuthbert is like trying to make noise, uh, Bo super glues her lips together. Oof. Oh, that was the other piece of trivia that I had that I had read somewhere is so Alicia Cuthbert uh, actually had her lips super glued together. If you can believe it, I, I believe it a little bit. Um, I only believe it a little less than you do. Yeah, but it's kind of an interesting idea. They couldn't get the effects right. So she just like super glued her lips together. So it'd make the perfect like ripping look. So I don't know how true or not true that is, but it's it's still a really fun scene when he like super glues her lips together and you're just like, holy fuck, dude, like that is awful. This is also, by the way, while Bo is torturing her, he is like King Edgelord. So we're playing Marilyn Manson. Well, yeah, of course. Um, Anyway, so uh, Chad Michael Murray starts like, really trying to look into the mechanic shop. And so Bo arrives and Chad and Michael Murray is interrogating Bo and Alicia Cuthbert gets free and she's pushing her fingies through the grate because again, we find out that there's a bunch of subterranean tunnels that run through the entire town, which is where the generators are, which is where Vincent does all of his wax creations. Um, And that is how they're able to control the town essentially. And, uh, where Cuthbert is, she's kind of under the mechanic shop, but also under the road. Yeah. And so there's like a grate. Yes, there's a grate. And she pushes her fingies through the grate. And Bo leans over and chops off her oh, fingy. He like snips it off with like a wire the tip cutter. Of her, her first digit. Oh. Um, and she starts gushing blood, dude. So much blood. Yeah. But she does tear her lips open. And she does cry out. And um, Chad Michael Murray pretty much outruns Bo to the door of the mechanic shop, locks him out, and frees Alicia Cuthbert. Yeah. Right. Meanwhile, Dalton had gone off yep. to find out where everybody could be, and he's in the house of Wax. Wax. And he walks in, and he sees a seated Jared Padalecki. Yeah. And he's like, hey, buddy. And he touches his face, and he pulls off part of his face. Oh, this and is a fun part, too. Yeah, there's, like, slivers of his flesh come oh. off. And then he, he's like, oh, I gotta put it back. It's a kind of a funny scene where he's it like, I can fix it. <laughs> and part of, and Bo appears, sorry, Bo, not Bo, Vincent appears yeah. and goes to slice at Dalton, yeah. who jumps out of the way, which cuts off a huge piece of Padalecki's flesh, oh, which reveals good. that he is still alive, encased in the wax, yeah. and is being mutilated now. So that's a really fun scene. Like I said, this movie actually has really good effects. This is one of those where, you know, Jerry Padalecki's face is like cut off and it's like the side of his like jaw and his tendons. It's really cool. I... I it's like pretty good gore for this And time. yeah, we get a stalk and slash scene and pretty much Dalton... Uh, runs down these like these fucking Hellraiser the wax Hellraiser stairs, stairs where like, you have all faces. these wax masks have been built into it. Very like underground French catacombs full of yeah, skulls type shit. It's very cool. And they have a little bit of a tussle that ends with Vincent taking those uh, big shears and jamming them between it. Oh no, no. He has these two huge decorative knives. Yeah. They're like ivory handled knives. Yeah. And he choppies his head off. Yeah, he like slices his head off and he pulls the body away. R.I.P. Dalton. R.I.P.D. Dalton. And then Dalton's head, she's like laying there 
there. There's like a little dumb effect where his eyes are still moving. Which... One of the only bits that I'm like, ah, you didn't but everything need that. else is really good. Like you know. Right. Uh, and this is sort of the reveal where we find out that everyone in the house is, everyone in the house of wax is wax, but everyone in the whole town is wax, including the lady who was pulling up the curtain, the yeah. puppies, everyone. They're all made of wax. All just wax. Um, smash cut because, oh, right, we need Paris Hilton stripping down. Oh, and man. She has, this part is so tacked on. And you know what? I. If you're skinny, power to you. Yeah. But I also respect the fact that we have a respect for big booties. And fucking big boobies now because well, we were watching this scene where Paris Hilton is supposed to be giving Blake her boyfriend like kind of like a lap dancey like striptease. So um, and Ben was like, "What the fuck? Where are her tits? Where's her ass? Like, what is this?" And I was She's like, a "Skeleton." And I was like, "Ben, this is the early 2000s. Like, this was like peak feminine like want. You wanted to look like Paris Hilton. You wanted to have no butt, no boobs, no body fat, and have like the body of a 12 year old boy." Yeah, we did really like we. It's funny because. I think heroin chic is attributed to the 90s, but we really drove that point home through mm-hmm. those early 2000s. Uh, real unhealthy. Yeah. Um, anyway, so blah, blah, blah. She's like trying to seduce him with her hot socks. But he goes out to inspect a ruckus. No, well, his radio goes off. His super cool boom box. His white and orange boom box. Goo. Um, Jesus. He gets killed unceremoniously by a knife, and we gave no credit to this character. Yeah, he gets just kind of meh, whatever. Um, and she sees his dead body, and she flees the area and finds this sort of like industrial building. Yeah. Uh, in which we see all the uh, cars that were towed there. All, uh, uh, the Hills Have Eyes, where Texas they're in the chainsaw. pit, Texas Chainsaw, all sure. that stuff. Um. And she finds uh, like a building, a, a room in there where all the possessions of all the other victims have been stored. Yep. She tries to use one of the cell phones. She can't. She gets, again, stalk and slash kind of thing. And she hides in a car. Yep. And what happens at the end of this is a delightful kill because she there's a... A, a length of rusted pipe yeah. that has like a sort of jagged end to it mm-hmm. and she was using that to protect herself yep. and at one point she drops it and then pretty much Vincent picks it up and throws it through the, the car and through her fucking head yep. and then so she like basically falls down and then her head slides down the pipe mm. and it's really good and the joke at the time uh when her death came out uh the joke that i remember hearing it was that uh paris hilton died like how she lived her life with uh getting railed in the head oh, ho, ho, ho. oh got him statler yeah so i mean that's a poor taste of a joke but at poor the taste. time that poor, was like, but accurate they're like hey get it she gives blowjobs so she died like that <laughs> it's a great little prosthetic i mean it's a good prosthetic it's a good piece it's, of gore there and he pushes her head further down this pipe and you get more goo coming out it's it's very cool um chad michael murray and cuthbert who escape both escaped uh, escapi escapi they run into the movie theater and this is a cool movie theater. It's like art deco It's very cool. And Bo is pursuing them with his shotgun. And they are showing... Uh, uh, oh, sorry. Whatever happened to Baby Jane? Right. I wrote a letter to Daddy. That's right. Um, and, you know, appropriately about a creepy descendants of somebody yeah. who are trapped in a cycle of doing something. Uh, and there's a theater full of wax people. And my one gripe here is that they've run this town for so long that they should know who is he counts. Isn't Remember, I told you he is counting know, how many people you're are right, in the you're audience. You're right. That is I a know. clever little bit. Yeah. Um, 
and he shoots one of the heads. And the really cool part is that we are now aware that most of the bodies in this house, this town of wax are people who are encased in wax yeah. so their insides are flesh that have been rotting yeah so he, he shoots one of the wax heads and like cockroaches and yeah. shit come out there's of like it there's like the goth girl that's mm-hmm. sitting behind her in the audience and stuff like that so there's some cool stuff so there's some potty parts that are like still got blood and guts in them and then there's others that are more they're decayed. all uh, so you realize you know this has been going on obviously for quite some time uh and then uh, Bo pursues Alicia Cuthbert out of the theater, mm-hmm. and then he gets cross bowed oh, by Chad Michael Murray. Yeah, because Chad Michael Murray broke into one of the town stores and stole a crossbow. Yeah, yeah it was like a sports utility yeah. place. But he shoots him in the arm. It looks like it was very close to the heart, but like, come on, Chad Michael Murray, shoot him in the fucking head. Yeah, right. Um, he gets one in the arm and in the chest. And we assume he is dead. Desdo. Never assume. Never assume. Because that makes an ass out of you and me. Yes. A flat Paris Hilton ass. Yeah, flat ass. Uh, anyway, so Chad Michael Murray and Alicia Cuthbert, they go through the back door of Trudy's house. Yeah. Right? And we pretty much, through exposition and through like documentation, find out that Vincent and Bo were Siamese twins. Mm-hmm. Okay? And that they were separated, maybe by their father. I think that's the implication, is their dad separated them. And that Bo has his whole face, but that Vincent, in the process of separation, lost part of his face. Yeah. Hence why he wears a Danny Filth mask. Yeah. That uh, supposedly, I guess, his mom probably made for him or something. And they're hanging around the house, putting things together. And then Bo enters. He's been shot with the crossbow bolt. And he pulls out the arrows. For, he does the right thing. He breaks the the tip. Never pull the tip back through your body. Uh, and he pulls one out, and then he clips the other one. And he vomits. That's right. He's having. It's painful. He's not having a great time at things. No. And uh, Vincent shows up, and pretty much uh, we find out that Vincent and Bo have the Leatherface Drayton Sawyer dynamic where Vincent is kind of incapable of speaking and he's sort of an animal who has capabilities for making things like Leatherface and that Bo is sort of like this surly asshole who runs the gas station who runs the gas station uh and this is where they reveal the underground uh tunnels and the generators and all that stuff uh and Cuthbert and uh and Chad Michael Murray travel down through those tunnels and they see the wax machine yeah. and Jared Padalecki, no, sorry, Dalton's Dalton. in the wax machine and Chad Michael Murray's like, no, my buddy. And his head falls off. Yeah. He tries to get him out of the chair, but he like turns the soul contraption and then Dalton's head fucking comes off. It's pretty cool. There's like a crack and oof, oof. Right. It's really fun. Uh, and then, but Danny Filth arrives Yep. and then him, Chad Michael Murray and Alicia Cuthbert have a fight. They have a little tussle. And they evade him because they're, I guess, like, there are huge heaters that heat the wax and stuff like that. Well, it's like a cauldron of wax, it looks like. They're like these, yeah, there are these huge vats of, wax. vats of it that needed to be heated via, via a huge furnace. And they activate them super hot, so they separate themselves by a wall of flame. Uh, Flambe. And they're able to escape uh, Vincent, and they escape him into the house of wax. <gasps> but because the heat has been cranked up, and I believe it's the heat that, like, I guess runs the heat for the whole town. Yeah, I don't know. Um, it starts to melt. The house of wax! That's right. Um, Chad Michael Murray fights a living bow, and they're yep. beating the fuck out of each other, and uh, Cuthbert, oh my god, it's Alicia Cuthbert's music! She comes in with a baseball bat and beats Bo to oh death my god. with a bat. It's pretty great. She, like, fucks him up, dude. It's good. And I guess, oh, in a scene earlier, pretty much, uh, Vincent, like, 
obtained an injury to his. Uh, I think Dalton had like punched him or like scratched his face or something. Yeah, he had. He has a waxy face mask. Yeah. So he fixes his waxy face mask. Yeah. A la Leatherface. A la Leatherface. Uh, but at this point, uh, Bo discovers. Sorry, Bo is dead. And Vincent discovers his dead brother and he like grieves him, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And this is where we get the cool melting effects. Yeah. Um, and we get some metaphors, right? Metaphors. Because, uh, Vincent pursue. Vincent wants to kill Alicia Cuthbert. Chad McMurray's yeah. like, no, come into me, yeah. exorcist. No, he, he, so he chases him up into a bedroom, yep. which has a wax uh, sculpture of the two babies. The way that they were conformed up. The way that they were conjoined. Yeah. And then. Vincent breaks through the wall adjacent to the babies and cuts them in half. Oh, you see, it's like poetry. Uh, and there's a lot of fighting. They fight on the bed. The bed is melting. Everything's melting. Lots Everything's of chaos. Everything's melting. And Alicia Cuthbert and Chad Michael Murray as the good twins yeah. team up and kill Vincent. Yep. And he falls through the, the, the floor. Floors, yep. Landing on top of his brother. The way that he was born. The way that they were born, So they go out the way that they were born. So yeah, there's like some cheesy touches, but I like them. I I really don't mind this towards the end of it. I think it's like... It's a little clever. It's a little clever. And especially if you're like a teenager like I was when you saw this, you're like, oh, dude. Bro. Dude. She's like, whoa, whoa. So it's fine. Ouroboros. Ouroboros. Um... Yeah, and they are swallowed and encased in wax. Irony. Yeah. Uh, and there is some bad CGI Ooh. here. Like, but I don't know how else you would do this burning effect and sure. not, like, Yes, it would have people. to be, uh, <laughs> like, an overlay effect. There would have to be some sort of transposition of shots, and it probably would look too corny for us at the time. Yeah. But there is enough also real waxy melting stuff, and you see the bodies throughout this whole fight melting of yeah, the wax figures. Yeah, that's really cool. And... They are going to die, basically. Yeah. So they have to crawl through the wall and crawl through the title, screw like the the title. the front of the wax museum, which is the title of the movie. Clever. It is pretty clever, yeah. And at the end of the movie, the cops arrive and they're like, "We didn't even know about the ding 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 dong dong." Well, I think there was something uh, yet again more throwaway lines. The sheriff's like, "Yeah, Ambrose has been deserted since like the factory went under, and that's obviously the factory where Paris Hilton got killed." My brother makes it; it's real good. Exactly. So this town was pretty much abandoned, and they didn't realize that the boys were like living in this town and operating this whole thing. But apparently, they had a bunch of people missing in the area, and now they're like, "Oh, now we know why," because these fucking assholes were killing people. That's right. Yeah. Um, and they escape uh, danger, but uh, Chad Michael Murray steals their camera back. Yeah, because he's like, you know, there's good memories on this and stuff like that. Even though so. it should probably used, be used for evidence. Yeah, it doesn't matter. So that we can, you know, whatever, rightfully try and finish this case. Um, and then they're driving away, and we have this like very corny throwaway line from one of the cops. He was like, turns out Trudy and her husband had three sons. They're like, hey, Sheriff, Trudy and her husband didn't have two sons. They had three. Looks at camera. Beat. 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 Cut to our chop top hitchhiker. Charles Manson. Charles Manson guy waving as Alicia Cuthbert and uh And he's sitting next to the dog. We forgot to mention the dog. So there's like a cute little black and white dog that we see with Vincent in a couple of scenes that's good and stuff like that. And now he's with like Turns out he's the third brother. So that was the third brother. And he just kind of sits on his truck just laughing. (laughs) I don did get away with it. Cut to my chemical romance. Yeah. So, so, how many uh, punctured through the skull Paris Hiltons do you give this out of 10? I say I give it nine. 
Okay. It only loses points because of uh, the bad CGI, which I know it's not really their fault, but I can't give it a perfect score just because the CGI is pretty terrible. And there is the character of Blake and Paris Hilton where, like, you don't really need them. You could have just kind of cut them out of this. It's probably a big draw to have Paris Hilton in this But movie. that was the thing you always need to have, like, these movies around this time always had, like, one big star in a them. name. You know? But so. in fairness, both Pat Alecki and Chad Michael Murray are, like, little heartthrobs at the time. Exactly. So. But you needed to get the boys in there, too, so you throw Paris Hilton mm. in there. Oh, I love her skeleton I body. Uh, but I really like this movie. I think it holds up. The Blu-ray from Shout Factory is really good. Very I nice suggest transfer. it. Um, there's some deleted scenes, which is how we found out about the alternate opening scene. Um, I think there's, like, some, like, behind-the-scenes stuff. We didn't watch it, but it's on there as well. So it's definitely worth picking up if you're into this movie and i really like it i think it's gotten a bit of a revival i know i think tapes from the crypt did a shirt didn't he they did yes it was yeah. very good um and there's been a few other people that have put out shirts and stuff like that but i think this movie's great i think it holds up all the deaths are really good there's some really good practical effects i think the story's good um and it's like a hard R, you know, like it's... It's got some strong gore. So I agree with you. It's a nine for me as well. I remember you showed it to me and I was very skeptical and You were I very was, skeptical. And I was like, no, well, but for watch For good this. reasons. Yeah, for good know, reasons. It's a movie with fucking Paris Hilton. And I was watching it and I was really impressed. And then this watch around, I was like, God damn, this movie kind of rules. Yeah, dude. Uh, you know... Incredible gore, very cool practical effects, a little clever, not terribly clever, but clever enough twin dynamics. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's very much modeled after Texas Chainsaw, oh, for sure. but in a way that is still its own beast yes. and fun to watch and you don't feel like you're watching a direct ripoff. And I will say a lot of the wax figures, um, we didn't get into too much because it's much more like visual, but mm-hmm. when they're burning at the end and melting down you see different like forms of their faces so you see bones and flesh and goo and it's just a lot of fun so. i love like an abandoned town or like a fake town yeah. that's like seared into my mind as a horror person something that really sticks with me so it's a nine it's fucking great um strongly recommend you check it out if you're skeptical about this period of time and especially if you're skeptical because paris Hilton's in it do not let that dissuade don't you. worry she's only in, like three scenes and she fucking gets it so <laughs> um our next pick <gasps> is a hammy pick. Is it? It is. What did I pick? Um, it is <laughs> a movie from the fine year of 2002. Okay. Starring Erica Christensen, Jesse Bradford, <gasps> and Sherry Appleby. <laughs> I don't know that I'm going to like this one as much as you like it. Swim yeah! fan. Yeah, Swim yeah, yeah, fan. Yeah, yeah. Um... I remember thinking... Dan Hedaya is in this, too, as a swim coach. I remember thinking Erica Christensen was so hot in this. She is. This movie is sexy. So uh, that'll be our next one. And until next time, don't blame the movies. Movies don't create psychos. Movies make psychos more creative. Because of the end of civilization, the Clamp Cable Network now leaves the air. We hope you have enjoyed our programming. But more importantly, we hope you have enjoyed life.